0: Hello, welcome to the OSU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by OSU beat writer Kelly Hines. And this is the, uh, what is this, Kelly? Wednesday, October 5th edition. So um, let's talk about what you saw in Waco over the weekend. Uh, A lot of people are high on the pokes. It was their first big road test. They passed with flying colors. They moved up in the polls. Mike Gundy said he was very impressed with the response of his team, and he wasn't sure how how it would go with with some of the inexperience. Um, what what do you what do you make of what you saw in Waco?
1: I thought that that was um, such a good win for for this team at this point in the season, when, as you mentioned, you know, not tested to that point yet, and. Um, I don't think we really knew what we were dealing with with this team um, until you go on the road. I, I think that just reveals so much more. So um, to be able to um, control most of that game um, and kind of weather that weird third quarter when a lot of different stuff happened, and you know, to have have big special teams moments, have the, the defense play well. And um, offense kind of, you know, have a validation type moment, you know, um, with a, with a goal line touchdown. I just felt like so many good things happened in that game. And that really um, gives you some confidence moving forward um, because it's going to be a wild ride um, in the Big 12. So I think um, just getting that confidence that comes with a road win in conference play. I have a kitten biting my toes. It's so great. I love that for me. Um, I think that that was just like it went really well, and there was some adversity during the game, but, you know, they 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 managed that really well, and, um, you know, yeah, you gave up some big plays. That That's going to happen in Big 12 play, um, but, you know, just being able to bounce back from that, I thought that that was um, just really impressive.
0: So uh, tell me if you think I'm making too much of this, but I thought it was real interesting when Spencer Sanders through that interception um you know after having interception issues last year against in two games against Baylor um he seemed to handle that interception really well he didn't you know he he's he's kind of gotten down on himself in the past um but he didn't do that he he at least he didn't seem like it is that did you notice the same thing or am I making too much oh, of no. I,
1: I thought that he responded exceptionally well to that because Um, you know, with, with all of the talk about what happened in, in those games against Baylor, um, you just didn't, you wouldn't want that to get in his head too much because a lot of that was out of his control, you know, tipped passes, hit wall throwing, you know, things that, that happened. And, um, he, he obviously responded well to that, that, game in December and, then you know, went out and helped OSU win the Fiesta Bowl, but still there was just, that was a big narrative going into this game. How how is he going to handle that? And then to see him, you know, have a, a miscue and, and be able to immediately, you know, go back out and, and recover from that, um, you know, on the next drive, I just, um, I thought that that was a really important step for him. As as impressive as it was, it was like a good moment for him, because he's a guy who typically is very confident and very comfortable, and you know all of the things that you want in, in your starting quarterback. Um, But you just wondered how that was going to go for him if, if if something bad happened, you know. But he's so mature, and he's he's he. You know what happened last year was I. I don't think that that was you know really characteristic of him. It just Thing weird things you know happened in that game so uh, but I thought it was still a good moment I think maybe we we make too big of a deal out of everything but that's what we do
0: yeah fair enough uh so let's talk about tech this week uh they true in tech fashion they like to throw the ball around and throw it a lot uh you got to figure the number one storyline will be their passing offense versus OSU secondary Um, how do you see that breaking down
1: yeah, I think that that, um, honestly, it's like, reminds you of why the Big 12 is so strong when there's like a big storyline with every game. It's like, how are these going to match up? And and it's like a really intriguing matchup. And I think that's how it's going to be, um, you know, again, this week. I, I thought that um, OSU secondary played really well, obviously, you know, when, when you have interceptions from, from Thomas Harper and, and, um, Jason Taylor, you know, that's, that's great. I mean, they hadn't had interceptions, um, the defense hadn't had an interception since the first game. So that was, that was really good to see, but, um, I think that was just another sign of, of this, um, this secondary, really the whole back seven, um, just coming mm-hmm. together and, and, um, you know, really, um just having that cohesion that maybe wasn't there in the first game like that's not okay the kitten coming um that's that's something yes, that takes some time it was, it was just a matter of time before one showed up for adoption. um uh you know it took some time to get all of that together but um i feel like it's still trending in the right direction and and as we've seen that's not easy when 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 there's a little bit of, um, not struggle, please don't eat that, let's not eat that. Um, anytime there's a- anything that doesn't go according to plan, like it could go one of two ways. You know, I think we've we've seen that with some, some of our other teams recently, like things can get better or it can get a lot worse. So um, just seeing how um, much this defense has improved since the first game, um, that's been really impressive. And I, it's not surprising given Derek Mason and just, his enthusiasm and energy and, and really just the leadership that they have on defense. But to see those guys, um, buy into the process of, you know, we haven't had a ton of experience and we need to get that. And there may be some, some minor growing pains, but we're going to work through that. It's just, that's kind of what makes college football enjoyable. So like that, that whole journey of a season, um, regardless of how it turns out, like that's why we watch the games. That's why they play the games. Cause you don't necessarily know how it's going to go, but seeing, um, just how those guys, I, it's not like I know them especially well, just seeing their confidence on the field is a different vibe than it was in the, in the first game. And I think that that's, um, you know, that's a big storyline for this week, but for any week, um, I think your, your secondary is going to be tested most weeks in the big 12, probably every week. Um, but obviously when you're, when you're going up a te- up against a team that throws it like 60 times a game, you're like, okay, yeah, we we'll probably need those corners to be on top of it. Um, but I obviously that, that's really important for this week.
0: So their quarterback, Donovan Smith, threw it 56 times versus Texas. He threw it 48 times versus Kansas State, and he threw it 58 times versus Houston. So yeah, this so is 60, kind 60
1: of 60 is a slight exaggeration, but you can round up, I feel like. <laughs> that's, right. that's still that's like <laughs> throwing a <whole> lot. <laughs> It's, and, it's they, I mean, and that's, that's how you get to be um, one of the most productive passing teams in the country. Just, just keep throwing, just throw it again. just throw it it again.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. They're just slinging it around. So, I mean, they do, they have had a lot of success throwing the ball and like, obviously they're doing it because it, it works. Um, but uh, it's, it's super obvious what they're, what they want to do. And yeah, um, they've been, they've been pretty good at it, but I think um, the way that OSU secondary is is playing like that, that I think will be a challenge, but not something that's impossible.
0: Yeah. So you had a chance this week to sit down with uh, Oklahoma State Athletic Director Chad Weiberg. Uh, You had a story in today's paper. Uh, Anything interesting in that discussion that didn't make print today?
1: Oh man, we, we talked about a lot of different stuff and that was kind of the, the, what I wrote about, about OSU's, you know, national brand status kind of was, was the the biggest um, takeaway that I had. But, you know, I, I asked him because, you know, we, we hear all the time about how, you know, college football is just about money and, and every, all of the decisions are driven by money. And I was like, you know, when in a world with that, like, how do you keep the focus like on the relationships and, and on the students and, you know, all of the, the other things. And he was like, we we work really hard at doing that. And I, I mean, of course he's going to say that, but like, you know, just knowing him a little bit, like the relationships, here's another kitten, um, the relationships are what matters to him. And
0: (laughs) this
1: is so cute. That's a a cute little one that was like near death, like two weeks ago. And he survived. Looking well, looking well. Um. Anyway, but uh, the other thing we talked about was you know the we talked about bedlam because you know that's that's a thing, um, it's not really a thing anymore, but it's a topic of conversation. Um. But I asked him, I was like, were you surprised about how how that took off? You know that the whole you know, Bedlam is dead thing, um, you know, when that did recently, and he was like, you know, I, I was definitely surprised by that. I thought, I thought we all knew, you know, this is what the circumstances were, and we kind of did, but, you know, when national media gets involved, it takes on a life of its own, and, um, we're just left to yeah. deal with that, but, um, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, I specifically asked him what, what he thought about Mike Gundy, like, you know, having all of those thoughts that he wrote down and, and what he said and all that. And he's like, I wouldn't have changed any of that. And, you know, obviously you're going to say that to, like, a member of the media. But it, it seemed legitimate when he said that. Um, but Chad Weiberg is, is very um, careful with what he says. And so everything he says, like, you know that, like, if he um, – like he would be, if he's softening what he's saying by like 50%, like what he's saying, it seems pretty valid then, you know, cause he's not maybe giving you all of his, his feelings on it. Like he like scales it back. So I definitely feel like what he said um, was true that like Mike Gundy kind of was the, the spokesman for the athletic department in that moment and said, you know, this, it is what it is. They, they made their decisions and we have legitimate Um, non-conference opponents, like, booked for, like, the next 15 years or whatever it is now, and I mean, like, their non-conference schedule, they have, they have a home-and-home with Alabama, you know, they have, they have a home-and-home with, with Arkansas, I mean, like, no offense to Oklahoma, but please, please don't hurt yourself, please, let's not do that, just climbing things, Ah. Um, yeah, it's, it's an adventure, but, um, you know, I think uh, their their thoughts are, you know, we've we've worked so hard on on this these these long um, term, you know, in the far out future, like contracts and and all of the scheduling, like we can't just throw that away because you know somebody we thought we would be playing on an annual basis decided to go to another conference. I mean, it's just it's not that simple. Um, obviously, it it's a little bit less complex with the other sports, but, um, I don't know that that's something that they're really actively discussing right now, because like, if I were OSU, I'd be like, y'all are the ones trying to throw us under the bus here and say that we don't want to do this. Like y'all are the ones who left the league. Like, so it's, it's just not super cut and dry, but uh, Chad handled all of that great. I mean, he was just like, you know, it's, it's what it is. Like we, we have our schedules set for like a long time so we we aren't in a position to move anything else around um to accommodate them
0: yeah okay fair enough i and that's a good point about scheduling it's not they they probably couldn't do it in the year without canceling contracts they couldn't do it anytime soon if they wanted to in football i mean
1: just because
0: like you would have to
1: like remove someone from your schedule like because you're you probably aren't gonna like play like Um, you wouldn't want Alabama and Oklahoma in the same year. So like pretty much every year they're going to have like a pretty good opponent and they, they would have to remove somebody to, to make room or schedule it for, gosh, I mean, they have Nebraska and Colorado, like so far in the future. I don't have the the schedules in front of me, but like, they wouldn't have to like schedule it for like, you know, well over a decade from now. And who knows who's who's going to be in what conference at that point like it's just it's just it's a it's a scheduling issue i think at this point like
0: um it, i would like to see the other sports try to do it i mean
1: yeah i think and i think that's that's realistic maybe maybe not for like you maybe wouldn't see that for for men's so That's i don't know i think you know that it, it doesn't a lot of that isn't that decided by by the coaches don't they pretty much Whereas, like, for football, it's like, oh, this, these are the situations that are going to appeal for uh, appeal to us for tickets and, you know, uh, for TV. And, like, there's so many factors that go into it, um, especially, you know, when you're trying to uh, – when you have, like, three non-conference opponents and you're trying to figure out the best combination of those. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas, And that's scheduled so far in, in advance, whereas um, your non-conference opponents for the other sports, like, probably on a somewhat – annual or every two or three year basis. So, um, I think you will see it. I think it makes sense in, in most of the sports because of the proximity, because the travel is a little bit different, you know, for, for oh. the sports that aren't, aren't, uh, men's basketball and football, you know, you're, you're probably looking for more regional opponents. Like, I think that that makes a lot of sense. So, um, I would be surprised if that doesn't happen. I just don't, I don't know. Um, at, at what point that's determined, but um, I don't think there's going to be like this whole thing from OSU to all of its coaches. We don't want to play them in anything. Let's not schedule. I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it's going to be like you guys make your schedules and we sign off on it. So do whatever you want to do.
0: All right, this is one of my favorite questions to ask. It's 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 pretty simple question, but I love asking it. Let's let's go back to the to the field for a second. Who who are we not talking about that we should be? We as fans, media, football followers, who who are we not talking about that we should?
1: Putting me on the spot.
0: Putting you on the spot.
1: I mean, I think what Tom Hutton does is so underrated. We still talk about it quite a bit, though. So um, he's just, you know, I had never talked to him before yesterday. Um, He's kind of what you would expect when he's, you know, 32 years old. And and, uh, as someone pointed out, you know, Braylon Presley, the younger Presley brother, you know, downed that punt, mm-hmm. just perfectly executed that. But like the difference between like Tom Hutton's age and Braylon Presley, like Braylon's like probably like 18 and, and, mm-hmm. you know, Tom is 32 and, you know, married and, you know, but he said, you know, this is definitely going to be his, his last year. He was ready to, to move on with his life, move back to Australia, but he was really impressive. He just, he came across to me like a, a professional Player, because not just because of his age, just how his approach like, he's not just like this, you know, um, 19, 20, 21 year old who's trying to figure out life and, you know, playing a sport and it's a good time. And it's just, it's just different. It's with Tommy, he's, he's a lot more serious, but still like, you know, not like overly serious. He's just professional and um, not that the other players aren't. It's just different when you're talking to a 32 year old, you're talking to like oh. an adult. So, um, what he does is pretty amazing. Um that's such a unique skill that um like the amount of work that's gone into it to be so good at this level. And um obviously the all of that is attributed to a, a lot of work, not just by him, but by the uh whole special teams unit, the punt coverage has been great. Um, but uh his story is obviously obviously a little bit unusual I know we've we've written about him quite a bit so it's not like he's under the radar but um you get so used to seeing him do what he does that it it I'm not going to say it's not still impressive because it is but you're so used to it that you're like oh yeah he that was a great punt like spin on that everything about that was perfect but you're like that's what he does pretty much every punt so you know but uh after talking to him a little bit like I just was even more impressed with them. So that, that's gonna be my pick.
0: Fair enough. So he's gonna move back to Australia following this year.
1: Yeah, he has a degree in like construction management and he's got um I mean he's he's ready to to move on. I think he's he's um he accomplished something, you know, even even though the season is not even to the midway point, like he's really pleased with how his career has gone and um you know, I, th- I think that, uh, he's, he's just ready for that next phase of his life. He said he and his wife want to have settle down and have kids and, you know, do, do the adult things or whatever. Um, but I think that was kind of expected for him, him to, um, not take that extra year.
0: Interesting. Okay. All right, we'll leave it there for this week. Uh, We appreciate you joining us. You can download us for free uh, on Google, Apple, or Spotify.
1: We're
0: we're nice like that. Uh, Kelly, appreciate the knowledge as always. We'll catch up next week. Sounds good.